All right, welcome back to our Tri-State Trends podcast. I got my man, good friend, Colin McFarlane, who's just an absolute stud. If you don't know him, you're going to find out why in a, in a short second. But my man is putting up way past full-time production with a part-time schedule, and it's pretty inspiring and awesome. If you if you learn about his, his walk in life and what he's looking to accomplish, it is definitely amazing to see and amazing to watch. But uh, it's an honor, my man, to have you on the podcast, sir. How are you today? Doing great. I, I appreciate the kind words, Mark, and I'm uh, excited to be here today. We're excited to have you, man. Anybody who can do what you're doing in the amount of time you're doing it, I got it. We got to take some nuggets from that. I have people that call me every day, Colin, that are concerned about, you know, the activity that they're putting in versus the result that they're getting in telesales. But if I call you, I get the exact opposite. I'm getting less time, max activity, high results. Can you walk us down the journey of like what you did to transition from the field to telesales? Because I know that was a big thing for you. But then what did you do to kind of normalize telesales? What's your approach to it and how's it? How are you getting out <laughs> what you're getting out? 47 families in July, 72 families in August in 20 to 25 hours a week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I kept my in-home pretty much the same. I mean, I, there's some little things that I picked up along the way that, that helps me, um, you know, with, with closing or whatever. But when I made the transition, the first thing that I did was I um, upped my lead spend to, I think I just about doubled it, um, maybe a little bit more, but I think I doubled it was what I originally did. Um, just cause I knew there was going to be a learning curve and, you know, I, I, the reason I really wanted to go telesales was because it was just starting to be a lot to go to school and drive and work and ministry. And it was just a lot to, a lot to do. So I wanted to try to, to figure out how to do it from home. Um, but what's helped me though, was, um, I took some data and I just, I just kept plugging along, you know, the first couple months I had to figure it out. The first three, two or three months were harder. Um, but I took some data when I got into the summer of about six months. So I think I did it back in, uh, well, probably, probably four or four or six months. But I um, figured out my sit ratio with my dialing. Um, I figured out my uh, close ratio, the number of apps I write on average, and the uh, amount per application I typically write. So then I figured out, well, I want to, you know, I want to write 15 a week. That's my, my goal. Um, so if I, if I do that and I work the numbers backwards, it came out to just about 40 appointments. And then I sit with, with the, with the dialer, I sit with 41% of them. So it's really not a great number, but, um, you know, 41% was the number I had. And then I have my close ratio and everything else figured out too. So because of that, it's been somewhat, you know, uh, structured, I guess. Hmm. That's great. So you reverse engineered from day one not from day one i had to get i had to get data first um so the first the first couple months that's why i have my lead spend just to try to you know hit it hard more data i did right yeah i had to get some numbers up first before i even knew what i was what i was going what i was struggling with but um but then once i uh once i kind of just powered through and went through some of the learning curve of it you know, I found that telesales is, for me, it's a lot more transactional. Um, you know, I don't think you can be 
with most people too much of rapport building over the phone. I think when you do it, it turns into too much of a sale um, where they feel like they're, you know, they're being sold to. Whereas if you just kind of keep it like transactional, Hey, you responded to this. My job is just to give you some information on what you could be qualified for. And then we'll take a look at your options and then we'll apply or close it out. One of the two. That makes sense, bro. I actually like that take. I don't think I've ever thought of it like that, but I, 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 I do that. That makes a lot of sense. Um, because I'm, I'm right now. I'm rewinding all the um, over the phone sales that I've that I've bought, <laughs> all the things that have been sold to me over the phone, and I'm kind of like, yeah, no, I don't remember, you know, laughing a ton and doing a whole like it's been very. I'm here, and how fast can we get done? Type thing. So how yeah. you how'd you figure that out? Well, just uh, just from trial and error, you know, failing um, first first month or so, I just had a lot of I just struggled a lot, you know, just trying to figure out how this works and how this looks. Um, you know, when you're new to telesales, if you don't get if you get two people out of eight, you think that's a bad day. For me, that's that's not a bad day. I mean, it's like I worked on Monday, I didn't sell anything, and I had like eight appointments, and I didn't sit with. Any, but I think one, I think one out of eight, I actually sat with the other ones were either no shows or just absolutely not interested at all. Um, but then you have a day where you sit with four or five and they all want to buy insurance. And so I think like the, the, the way that the FFL sets up the in-home structure, it, uh, really makes it good. Like, like it makes it obvious to most people why this is a good product and why they should consider it. Um, so for me, it just helps just to be transactional. I'm not a very like emotional guy anyway. So it, it, for me to be emotional, especially over the phone, I think would just be more awkward and do less, it'd do more harm than good. You know, it'd probably be better for me just to kind of give, give them facts, you know? Got it. So you, you, you're, you're, um, working to your comfort zone and style as well. Mm-hmm. Got mm-hmm. it. For sure. So, you know, as you, as you're setting up your, your week you know, 40 appointments, what does that look like? How many days a week? What are the hours of those appointments? What is the, what is the, the time frame that you're typically making that happen? So typically it's, uh, you know, it's rough, rough times, but Monday, three to eight, most of the time, three to 8 PM, uh, Tuesday, I have, a just a few hours on Tuesday. And then, so like two or three hours, Tuesday afternoon, two or three hours, Wednesday, just cause that's when I get out of class and go back to the, um, go back to the church. But then um, Thursday, I work pretty much from 3 to 8, and then Friday from 10 a.m. to about 5. I don't try to work on Saturdays. I try to take those for family. I have been working a few just because we just bought a house. So Motivation. Yeah, just trying to to work a little bit more, and we got some trips coming up. But, you know, other than that, that's about it, though. Wow. So you're getting this all done. (laughs) in very small time blocks. And again, there's people that are going to listen to this podcast and go, how is he doing that? You know? And I'm going to ask you, like I'm hearing you, but that, but again, I talk to so many people that are like, I don't, I mean, I can't do this. I can't, I can't get this on the phone. I can't get that on the phone. You're doing all appointments. So now you're living and dying with the appointment schedule. Yes. Like you're not, if it's, because you have a dialer, so if, if it's not set and done, you're not, there's nothing you're going to do, right? 
Someone no shows yeah. you. Are you making calls? No, no, not right now. If I wasn't in school, maybe yeah. um, I would. I would try to get some more appointments, but I I, I got to use that time for homework and you know reading and so. But it's still highly, highly efficient. So you've come to grips with this is my level of output. This is what I can do, and this is it. This is my efficiency, and the efficiency rating is insane. So because the numbers prove it. So there's also a mindset that you have on those days or or there's a there's a there's a last shot mentality mindset or trigger pulling mindset that I would love to unpack because either people are not telling me the truth and they're they're taking all day to dial or you have a mindset that someone needs to hear about or both but I, I still want to hear from you yeah for sure well I uh be completely honest with you I so my testimony is different you know I I got away from the Lord and got away from church and FFL was only brought to me um, as an answer to prayer because I knew that the Lord had called me to go to Bible college. And uh, this was the job that he gave me to be able to make money and do that. So the, you know, for me, and this would be a message to anybody is my recommendation would be figure out what the Lord wants you to do in your life and base your life around that. Because that's, that's the reason I believe we have these appointments like set up the way they are. Because I know he wants me to be in Bible college and to be serving. So I've had to learn over these last two years to just have faith that if I'll just do that, that he'll find the appointments and he'll send the people where they need to go. And that's been a hard thing. That's been a very hard thing um, <laughs> because it doesn't make sense. But but it's been the truth, though. It's been, you know, is I've, I know where he wants me to be and I don't compromise that. And so, um, you know, as far as like a logistical standpoint, figure out your numbers would be my advice to someone, you know, figure out, you know, um, what your close ratio is and your sit ratio. And then, then you can backwards, like you said, you know, backwards engineer it. You can figure out what do I need to do? But other than that, I, it, this hasn't really been something by my own choice. You know, my efficiency, <laughs> the efficiency that I have is literally not my choice at all. I said, this is the Lord's, you know, he's, I have to go to school. And so he has worked out the rest of it. And it's been a, it's just been really cool. That's a great answer. You know, uh, I get it. <laughs> um, but I like what you said. You said that's hard for me because it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so are you, would you consider yourself an analytical person? Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I, numbers make me feel better. <laughs> so like faith, faith is hard, right? Faith is, faith, faith is hard. But, uh, numbers, numbers make me feel better about it for sure. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I, the other, the other thing too, is it's just, it's, it's just, an, to me, it's just an equation, you know, just like in home is, you know, like if you, if you are a producer who closes 40% of the people you sit with and you write an app, then you just got to figure out how do I write 10 apps? How many appointments do I need for that? App? And, um, you know, the, the difficulty is that, you know, even, even with what I'm doing, I have bad days and bad weeks all the time, you know, like I, I didn't close anything Monday or Tuesday this week. Just I had a bunch of no shows and people that just weren't interested. Um, but I know I've learned just through working through it. If you just continue to press and continue to to work, um, the numbers always work it. You know, and work themselves out once you get down the road a little bit. No doubt, numbers make me feel better. I mean, they make me feel better sometimes too, Colin. I think you know what you're saying is illogical. That hey, this is what it's what it's going to be, but. It's not you saying it. It's God saying it. 
that makes a whole different animal. I remember being in the field, and I remember fighting, like, tooth and nail for this appointment schedule that I had worked out. And, you know, I was probably running this for three straight years, and my wife was starting to get a little tapped with my schedule. And I remember the pride I had with this schedule. Like, this is my schedule. I know what this produces. I've gotten here because of this schedule. And I remember, like, battling with that. And then when I took it to prayer, I lost the battle. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But because I lost the battle... And I knew I was defeated. <laughs> like, I, there was no way to come out of that still fighting. I said yeah. to God, I said, all right, Lord. All right, you're right. It's your schedule. I said, yep. can, you do more, can you do more with less? So less appointments. Or can you do the same with less? Same productivity, Lord. Less appointments. Sure enough. <laughs> sure yeah. enough, my brother, I dropped from yeah. 30 to probably down to 22, which to me was blasphemy. Yeah. <laughs> and I got yeah. the same result at 22 appointments that I got at 30. And I could not make sense of that, but I got it. Like there was not, like there wasn't, I didn't ordain that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But this is what yeah. my wife needed at the time because of the torque that I was running at for the amount of time I was running at that torque. So, you know, yours is kind of, this is the setup. This is what you walked into. And because you walked into it, this is what you have. And because this is what you have, this is what he's blessed. And now you can make sense of that. Um, But either way, man, you are killing it. Um, And it's exciting to watch and see what you're able to do. Um, It's got to feel good being able to kind of walk out your calling, but also be able to provide at this kind of level. <laughs> How does that feel? Yes. Well, you know, I didn't, I didn't look for FFL. FFL I found me when I, you know, as an answer to prayer. So I, I had no idea that there was an opportunity to get out here like this or like about really any of this. So to me, it's such a good tool. I mean, it's such a wonderful tool to, to, to build a career on, to, you know, use for ministry, to you, you help people, you know, you're helping people with something important. Life insurance is very important. Like people need life insurance. So it's, it's been, it's been really awesome that the Lord has allowed us to have this business and be able to provide at a good level. And, you know, because of that, we can go and, and do more. We can serve more. We can go, you know, more places. And um, it's just been great. It's been awesome. That's fantastic. I mean, not many people have that story, but, you know, I think people have different stories in reference to what, how this is a means to an end, how this is a byproduct of, you know, living out your calling and doing the things you want to do with your life. And I think the insurance industry has definitely been a catalyst for a lot of people in that regard. Um, Colin McFarlane, I appreciate you taking time to share um, some of your testimony and even, you know, how and why you're doing what you're doing you know, in the way that you're doing it. So it's a, it's amazing to watch, and I thank you for sharing with us, buddy. Yeah, thank you, Mark. I appreciate it. Thanks, Colin. Keep listening, guys. Killer, killer podcast. Anything 
Let faith lead you, and you'll always be good. Amen. Thanks, Colin. God bless. Yes, sir. See ya.